and welcome to the Word of Life Church Podcast. We're delighted you've chosen to spend some time with us today. We believe that today's message has the power to inspire and elevate your faith journey. Before we dive in, we'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to our partners. Your generous contributions make it possible for us to continue spreading the gospel, serving our community, and carrying out our ministry. If today's episode moves you and you'd like to be a part of our mission, we'd invite you to become a partner. Your support has an everlasting impact and allows us to reach even more souls. Now, let's turn our hearts and our minds to the Word as we begin today's episode. I have a scripture that I, I just want us to look at tonight, and then we'll end. It shouldn't be long. I always, you know, warn you when I say that, though, it always turns into the longest ones, but that is, is most definitely not my intention tonight. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 5. Proverbs 20 and verse number five. This has always been one of my favorite scriptures, and it's just been been in my heart to just kind of talk about and explain to you tonight. Um, and so let's look at it. Proverbs 20 and verse five. A plan in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a person of understanding will draw it out. Now, I, I like the New American Standard Bible. That's what I, I preach out of and typically read out of every day. Uh, but the one thing I, about this verse that I don't like the way it translated is that word plan. A plan in the heart of a man is like deep waters. Um, it gives the idea of like a preconceived notion. That's not what that means. A more accurate translation would be the King James counsel is in the heart of a person like deep waters, and he who has understanding will draw out that counsel. When you look up this word in the, the Hebrew, and I, I did it multiple times, even like five minutes before I walked out, it literally means advice. Advice is in your heart. And a person of understanding will draw it out, meaning your heart knows what to do. In any given situation, your heart knows what to do, and a person of understanding will pause and draw it out because it's like what kind of water? Like deep water, um, he said. And, and so out of this, it's not on the surface. You're going to have to slow down. And your, your greatest mistakes in anything, whether it's diet, relationship, whatever it may be, happens when you're moving fast. When you're moving fast, you're often acting foolish. Uh, you've got to move slower. If you want to be more spiritual, and I'll go as far as to say, and I know people don't like it, I don't really care, but it, more successful, you've got to live slower. Um, counsel for everything is in your heart. And if you will understand that, it's like deep water and take the time to live slow and draw it out, you'll walk in wisdom and not in emotion. And the difference between those two things is the difference between success and failure. Um, in anything. Um, I, I had the privilege of doing my, my niece's wedding. Um, me and my niece, uh, Kaylee, we have a divine connection. It's just one of those things. From the moment I saw her, I loved her. It's just the way it is. And it was just one of those things of God knowing what she needed and, and probably even knowing what I needed. 
And so I've watched her grow up, and it's been a joy. Me and my wife have been a, a part of that, and it's just, it's been wonderful. And um, the Lord has been able to, to have me kind of heal of a father wound in her heart, and then it, it blessed me and has blessed me beyond words. And so I'm, I'm doing this wedding, and she told me beforehand that there would be many people there who did not necessarily believe like um, I believe. And that type of thing. And so she, you know, was just making me aware of that as I was going to be communicating. And I'm like, I love that, actually. Uh, like, anyway. Uh, so I was, you know, talking. And in the context of the, the wedding ceremony, I was just talking about the power of family. And that family done right um, is beautiful. That God is known as the father and his family. And so I just gave different examples of that, of like what healthy family looks like and challenged them to create that, that uh, Kaylee had seen that in our family and to strive to not just be a consumer of that, but a creator of that um, in her family and just talked about the warmth of that. And anyway, uh, so after the, the, the funeral, or the funeral, <laughs> after the wedding, uh, it felt like a funeral. It felt like death, the death of the child I knew. Uh, I'm like, you better be kind to her. I will murder you. There will be a funeral. Uh, so, but, but anyway, I kid. I, I joke. I joke. Actually, I, I, when she first started dating him, you know, they live in different states. Um, I, I pulled him aside the first time I met him because she told me she was, you know, interested in him. And I, I pulled him aside and I said, I want you to know something. And he was so nervous, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. I said, I want you to know something. As long as she loves you, I love you. You'll never have to earn it. I'll never say one word that is negative about you a day of my life. You don't have to earn anything. You don't have to prove anything. As long as she loves you, I love you. Because I always want her a part of my life. And if she ever thinks I don't like you, it may hinder her from being there. And so I always want you to know, as long as she loves you, I love you. But the minute she stops loving, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and she laughed. But it's the truth. I, I really mean that. So, but but anyway, uh, after the the wedding, uh, we're there doing the reception. The reception was done at the same place as the wedding, and so I'm talking to a lot of people and mixing and mingling. And so I just decided to just kind of walk around, and I walk around the the place, and there was like this little fire pit, and I see my kids there, and I'm like, I'll go check in with them. And so they're there making s'mores around this fire pit. It was beautiful. Southern California, just beautiful. And I, I'm walking over there, and I, I stumble into this conversation because uh, there's people there kind of around the fire pit, and I see my kids, and these people are here. They don't really see me. And I, I hear this lady, like, dropping all kinds of words in front of my, my kids, which, you know, I, I believe in rendering my children, you know, capable and able and not just safe. 
Uh, but at the same time, you know, you're, you're thinking about what they're listening to and hearing, and this was unexpected. Uh, and so I'm thinking, like, I need to kind of take charge of this communication that is, the, that is happening here. And so I kind of walk around, and the lady, when she sees me, uh, immediately I can tell she feels bad for the language that she's been using. And then even more so, because she saw me do the wedding, so she knew I was the, a pastor and that kind of thing. And so out of that, when she found out, too, that not only am I the pastor and kind of stumbled up on it, but these were my kids, I could tell she felt even worse. And so at this point, I'm trying to make her feel more comfortable because I always ask the Lord, especially in those moments, if there's a way for me to bridge the gap and, and to let his light shine through me. And the goal of the Christian life is to not make people feel condemned. It's to bring them to life. And so I don't want her to feel condemned for what's happened here uh, and that type of thing. I don't want her to feel bad. I want her to sense the love that Jesus has for her. And so out of that, I, I start trying to make her feel at ease. And so we just begin to talk. And um, my kids get up as soon as there was an exit point. Uh, they got up and kind of walked away. So I sit there and I talk with this lady. And turns out the guy who was next to her, her boyfriend, for probably about an hour. And um, she began to open up to me, and she said, um, that really blessed me what you were talking about tonight. And I'm like, what? And she said, just the way you describe family and how God was the author of that for you. And she said, I, I never really connected with God. My, my parents were very anti-religious. I've never been to a church but she said it was very dysfunctional, uh, my family was. And she said about, you know, four months ago, she said, God, if you're real, I need to know it. And if you're out there, I need something to kind of show me that you are. And she said, I opened up my Bible and did like the, the just open it up to see what would come out of it. And she said somebody had given me one. And so I opened it up. And she said, I opened it to the book of Ecclesiastes. And I'm like, of all the books you could open to, like, why not John 3 or like something like that? Ecclesiastes. But it was very interesting, her take on it. Because if you've ever read Ecclesiastes, it's written by Solomon, who also wrote the book of Proverbs. And you see this man who had everything you think you want. Any relationship he wanted, he got it. Nothing was with, withheld from him relationally. Anything money could buy, he bought it. Anything he wanted to live in, he built it. Anything he wanted to do, he did it. And he's miserable. Because, like I said this morning, life is not about accumulation, it's about appreciation. And if you can learn to value what you have more instead of this constant mindset of accumulating, you'll see more joy in, in your life. And so Solomon is living in this world that's just, he calls it vanity. Of it, it, it just has no meaning. And she was seeing that in light. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit can minister to people. That that's how she felt. Of like, she has all these things. She has a career. She has a job. She has a house but there's no meaning. 
And so it just opened up like an opportunity to share the gospel. And this girl had never heard the story of the prodigal son. Uh, this girl had never heard of John 3.16. You know, any of the principles of like God's mercy and grace, she knew nothing of. And so I'm sitting there and I'm talking to her about all these things. And finally, I bring the, the boyfriend. They had been dating for a couple of months and on the equation. And he opens up that he used to be a worship pastor. And I'm like, what? And he mentioned a very well-known church in Northern uh, California that he led worship for and with. And if I said the name, you probably would know it. But out of that saw some things behind the scenes that really hurt him and discouraged him, but couldn't deny what he also felt in those services, even leading worship. And so it produced this dichotomy of like, I'm seeing God move in the service, but I'm watching what's happened behind the scenes and it's turning me off from the thing I'm watching. And so he left ministry and left those things that his girlfriend didn't even know the full story of his story. And she's figuring it out while we're talking. And so like, I'm seeing the Lord just kind of work in this moment. And I'm like, I think you need to talk to her about these things. Talk to her about what you've seen. Talk to her about, like, let that be the fabric of your relationship. And I said, you know, here's passages you need to read in Scripture and, like, gave her several passages to just kind of read about God's love. But anyway, I, I, I couldn't shake that story for tonight because of the Scripture we just read. Because there's this principle called the, the Solomon Paradox that Solomon was much better at giving advice and wisdom to others than he was at listening to it himself. Um, that literally, the book of Proverbs, it may be one of the world's best and greatest success books in the history of the world. Like, it, a proverb a day really would be something I would recommend for you. And you read it, and it's just chock full of wisdom about how to handle relationships and how to handle money and how to handle time and how to handle lust and how to handle, you know, all of these things, alcohol, like all of these things, so much wisdom in it. And yet when you read Ecclesiastes, you see all the wisdom he was giving to others, he was not listening to himself. And the principle is this, if I pulled any of you, like, and I thought about maybe doing this, but I, I, you know, I didn't know exactly how it would play out. Do it. Uh, the extrovert, Hillary, is like, do it. The introvert in me is like, I don't want to embarrass anyone. Uh, so, but, but genuinely, if I invited any of you up here and I'm like, tell me three ways right now I could lose weight. Without fail, counsel would come out of your heart and you would be able to tell me what I could do to be healthier. But it's easier for you to tell me what to do to be healthier than for you to apply that same wisdom to yourself even though you know it. If I invited anybody up here and said, tell me two things right now I could do to make my relationship with my wife even better than it is you could tell me. <laughs> um, if I came and I asked you, hey, if I, I need to make a little bit more money and I'd like to make 200 extra dollars um, this month, how could I? You would be able, I don't care who you are, you would be able to tell me. And then the question would be back to you is why aren't you doing that? 
Because it's the Solomon paradox of you have all of this counsel in you, uh, but yet to take that counsel that you are even giving to others and actually live it yourself is something that oftentimes we fail to do because we're living so fast. You know what to watch and what not to watch. It's in you. You know what to eat and what not to eat. It's in you. You know what to spend money on and what not to spend money on. It is in you. You know how to treat a spouse and how not to treat a spouse. It is in you. You literally know how to make more money. <laughs> it's in you. You know. Um, the, the question is, is why aren't we doing it? And the reality is because we live so fast that we don't interrupt our patterns and we have all of these things that we're doing without slowing down to ask why we're doing it. And this is such a simple lesson, but if I could encourage you to do anything, it would be to slow down. Uh, one of my, my favorite communicators, he has this phrase that he uses a lot, and I would say it's a good one to write down, but it's just simply this. In light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do right now? That if you could ask yourself that question literally as many times a day as possible, your life would be tremendously better than it is right now. In light of my hopes and dreams, uh, what's the wise thing for me to do right now? And ask that question when you first wake up. Okay, in light of my future hopes and dreams, I'm, you know, I'd, I'd pray, I'd work out, I'd read my Bible. Um, I would get off my phone like your heart knows. But the problem is it's not surface waters, it's deep waters. And so you have to take the time to draw that wisdom out. Um, you know, if you're about to eat, and like this is still the chief area in my life. If I have one area of my life that literally I'm trying to master that's not mastered, it would be this. And I don't mean that from like a prideful place of like I've got all this other kind of stuff mastered. But, you know, when you do stuff, and I've walked with Jesus now for a solid 23 years of genuinely making him Lord and yielding to the Holy Spirit. And so if I haven't made progress by this point, why in the world are you listening to me? Uh, so... Out of that, like I've seen mastery in a lot of areas, and I don't literally have issues with any of these, but one that I find that still challenges his lordship in my life is food. And it's very interesting, and this is not just something that's, you know, me, it's world-related. In fact, the three biggest examples of people struggling in Scripture that the Bible refers to was over food. Um, Jesus, uh, tempted, first temptation, food. Adam and Eve, first temptation, food. Esau, temptation, food. Uh, Samson, his first temptation was not Delilah, it was honey in a lion's mouth, food. Food is a big thing. There's a spiritual component to it. Uh, and so out of that, anytime I've made mistakes in that area, I'm simply eating too fast. That I'm not really examining my heart to say, what's the wise thing for me to eat right now? And then making choices based off of the wisdom of God that is in me. Counsel, advice is in the heart of me like deep waters. And if I will slow down and draw it out, I'll do better. I read this book years ago by a guy by the name of Stu Middleman, and he's famous for being able to run longer than anybody ever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just fascinating how far and long he can run. And he trained his body to not just run, but he's like, you know, your body is simply a result of what you feed it. You are the fuel you put in it. 
And so they asked him, he said, they said, like, well, what do you eat? He said, I hold it in my hand and I just hold it there, whatever I'm about to eat. I hold it there and I think, like, do I want this? And does my body need it to run? And he said, I hold it there long enough until an answer comes. And then he said, if it's yes, I eat it. If it's no, I put it down. And my, my point is, is his heart knew. And your heart knows too. Counsel is in you like deep waters. And the more you'll slow down to draw it out, the better off you will be. Now, here's the element that I would like you to add. I would like you to acknowledge that as a believer, you have something even better than just your counsel in you. In the New Testament, you actually have something called the Holy Spirit that has taken up residence in your heart. And what I would love for you to do more and more in your life is to slow down and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, like in the middle of an emotional moment with your spouse, Holy Spirit, what do I need to say right now? He knows, and you do too in your heart, and it's not your point, I promise you that. It's to listen, it's to pay attention, it's to ask a better question, it's to acknowledge that somebody is loved. Like, it is in you. Literally everything you need to have a great marriage is in you. Holy Spirit, show me right now a way out of this debt. Holy Spirit, like, I, I, I know in my heart there is counsel like deep waters. There is a way out of this. Show it to me. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now. You said in your word in John, you would guide me into all truth. Show me the path out of this. Show me the way out of this. Guide me with your light. You said in your word that if in all my ways I would acknowledge you, you would direct my path. Show me. Counsel is in my heart like deep waters. A man of understanding, a woman of understanding will draw it out. Holy Spirit, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for me to do? Holy Spirit, should I eat this? What if you, what if you did that before every meal? Holy Spirit, should I eat this? What if you did that before every purchase? Holy Spirit, should I buy this? What if you did that before every TV show? Holy Spirit, should I watch this? What if you did that before every song? Holy Spirit, should I listen to this? Uh, what if you did that to, to every relationship? Holy Spirit, should I date this? Come on, somebody. <laughs> but seriously, what if you took the time to live from wisdom versus emotion? What if you took the time to live from that counsel than live from that feeling? What if you took the time to live from that guidance versus living from that, that, that rush of sensation of emotion? Counsel is in you like deep waters. A person of understanding will draw it out. I'm not going to be better at giving advice to others than I am at giving advice to me. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to be better at giving advice to you than I am at giving advice to me. I heard a guy, he said, you know, what he likes to do, he wasn't a, I don't know if he was a believer or not, but he said one of the things he often likes to do is to talk to his 85-year-old self, and he said, like, I, I imagine myself as an 85-year-old, and I go to him for advice, because we're so good at giving counsel to others uh, that I just thought, like, I need to counsel myself, and I kind of laughed at that, uh, but I do get the logic of it. And I would say to you, genuinely, the maker of heaven and earth wants to guide you. Jesus wants to guide you. He wants to show you things to come. Go over. I'll close with this. I, I mean it. I think I'm actually going to pull it off and be short tonight. Uh, book of John. Go over there and look at it real quick. John 16. 
John 16 and verse number 13. Say this with me as you're turning. Say, counsel, counsel. advice is in my heart. I'm going to draw it out. John 16, verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose it to you, what is to come. Now notice that he will guide you into all truth. And truth here is the path you need to be successful. And so if you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, he will guide you. The, the, the question is not if he'll guide. The question is, will you acknowledge? And the answer to that is most people is no, I will not acknowledge. I'll do whatever I want. I'll watch whatever I want. I'll spend money on whatever I want to spend. I'll talk to my wife however I want to talk to my wife. I'll treat my kids however I want to treat my kids. I'll treat my body however I want to treat my body. And it's like, okay, well, if you do that, you're going to wind up like Solomon. Of I have all of this wisdom and advice at my disposal, but I'm, I'm not going to live according to any of it. But if I will slow down and acknowledge him, he will begin to give me advice and counsel that if I begin to walk in what I would tell others to do themselves, I will see my life, my family, my marriage, and everything else begin to trend in the direction it needs to go. Slow down. Uh, slow down. Don't take quick action. Don't take quick action with what you eat. Don't take quick action with what you watch. Don't take quick action with what you listen to. Don't take quick action with who you befriend. Slow down and ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Counsel is in my heart like deep water. I will take the time to draw it out. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. See, I told you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. That with this simple, simple lesson, Father, that genuinely your Holy Spirit will, will remind us to live slowly. We don't want to be like Esau and just move so fast and, and miss things for us. We want to move slower. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that we will live according to the advice and the counsel of our heart and not the lust and desires of our flesh. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit is guiding us. The Holy Spirit is instructing us. The Holy Spirit is showing us what to do. And we slow down and we let him guide. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We will let you guide. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just say this with me tonight. Say, speak, Lord. Your child is listening. Just say this with me. Say anything you need to show me right now. I am open to it. Speak, Lord. I am listening. In the name of Jesus. 
I just hear this in my heart. For I will show you the path of life and I will show you the way of truth. So take the time to acknowledge me in all you do and I will direct your paths. For there are many things that I long to give you instruction on. For when I give you instruction, I am not just telling you what to do, but I am giving you the power to do it. When I instructed Peter to come and step on that water, I was not just telling him to come, I was giving him the empowerment to live the word. And what you have been missing in your life is not the willpower to make the change, but the divine power to see it through. And when you will live out of the conviction of your heart and hear from me on the path you are to walk in, you will find not only the instruction on what to do, but the power to carry the instruction out. So acknowledge me in what you do and I will see you through. Acknowledge me in what you do and I will guide you to. I will show you the way. I will guide you in what to say. I will make it where you won't have to pay. It'll be easy for you when you do it through me. So slow down and ask for my help and you'll receive it. Slow down. And listen to your heart and I will guide you. Slow down and listen to your heart. I will show you the way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, anything you want to say, just say it. Anything you want to show, just show it. Anything you want to say, just say it. Anything you want to show, just show it. You can guide me. You can guide me. You can guide me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you give us ears to hear. You give us a heart that understands and a life that is ready to be led. We want to be led by your spirit, Father. We do not want to be led by the flesh. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We will yield to your spirit. We will not yield to our flesh. We will listen to your spirit. We will slow down and we will ask for instruction. For counsel is in our hearts like deep water. And we will take the time to draw it out. And Father, we thank you. You will show us the way. You will show me the way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. You show us the way in the name of Jesus. You can guide us and you show us the way. 
in the name of Jesus.